Hello and welcome to the Outdoor Gibbon. Episode 5. A bit of a different format this week. We're actually going to interview Ashley from The Lucky Hunter and we'll see what he's got to say. Uh, My schedule has kind of gone a bit awry. I said every two weeks, but uh, work and and things along those lines have kind of delayed um, my plans slightly. But there are a list of guests going forward, so... uh, Hopefully, the next set of podcasts won't just be me randomly waffling on. It will be something of interest for everybody. Hello and welcome to the Outdoor Given podcast. And today, our guest is Ashley, who is the founder of The Lucky Hunter. Hello. Thanks very much for having me on. So, um let's get a, a little bit of a, a background to who you are and and how this lucky hunter came about yeah certainly certainly so really you know much like yourself and many of your listeners i have pretty much been hunting my entire life very much sort of came from probably an aragon background really um one of since there's no ages probably in the back garden shooting with an air rifle um, fast forward into early teenage years um, I had I got one of the PCP air rifles and that was me sort of set off hunting all the time every weekend I could every opportunity that I could I was out um, on a local farm you know chasing rabbits crows pigeons all that um, and as I got slightly older I wanted to sort of push on a wee bit to a larger caliber and i went for a 223 which was a tika tika t3 uh, topped with the bushnell scope didn't hunt with that um as it was purely a target rifle for me there was no foxes really around me or anything to, to shoot or anything like that so that was that um and then sort of fast forward another couple of years and sort of more recent years when my deer stalking sort of took off and started sort of early february 2018 i was working in england at the time and just general chats with a couple of work colleagues and they said they're going deer stalking so i was like right very interested to know you know i've never done that before big interest in, in shooting and hunting of course so they said, you know, if you're not doing anything, come along. So absolutely snapped up the opportunity and went with them. So uh, just quickly then, so obviously you're yeah. in, in England. What yeah. um, what was the, the first species that, uh, that deer that you were chasing around? So the area we went down to was Hereford. Um, the two guys that I went down with, they had been down a couple of times previous, uh, previously to, to the time I went down. Um, in the area there was fallow and munchak. So whenever we arrived, we arrived down one early one Saturday morning and went out for first light, of course. And the two guys that went down with, they went away off and stalked an area where they previously stalked. And myself and the guide went up and we started stalking up towards a bit of a woodland on top of a hill. Um, stalking Munchak and Munchak was my first deer it was a successful stalk thankfully 
and I was able to connect with a Munchak book. And we first seen it, I remember first seeing it, it was sort of creeping through the, the wood and obviously so low to the ground, I'd never seen one before. I was like, is this sort of a dog or what is this sort of thing? It was still sort of dark and got good eyes on it, identified it as a Munchak, of course. And the guide was, yeah, there you go. There's your shot, take it. Yeah, they're, they're such a small, small creature, really, when you're actually out stalking them. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's yeah. so different. Yeah. And of course, I looked them up before going down because I sort of knew that's what was in the area. They have, the guys went down and told me, of course. But um, seeing it in sort of dim light conditions as well, it certainly got me going and I was very excited about it all. A fantastic whole stock up to that as well. It was fantastic as well. And yeah, I really I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was really the where the bug kicked in and that was the start of my uh, deer stalking journey. Yeah. Fantastic. So that deer stalking journey, did that then carry you on to um, where we are now with the, the sort of the lucky hunter or, or was there other parts in between that, that, that got you got you okay. there? Yes and no. So what, what what sort of happened after that was we sort of started going down fairly regularly. We went down quite a bit in the remainder of 2018, sort of the same guide and a couple others at, at the same time. And of course, thoroughly enjoyed it. And to the point where in early 2019, the same person, the same guide offered us the land, asked us, would, would we be interested in taking them some land? Um, for a year so we were like you know a little syndicate this is perfect you know it was 40 acres of um stalking ground it was a pretty much mostly forest and um, with fallow and munchak in it we we're like yeah absolutely we'll, we'll we'll love that at that stage as well i had just got my <clears throat> excuse me first deer stalking rifle so that at that stage you know i was committed i was enjoying it so we took out the lands i had a new rifle completely eager to get out stock as much as we could and we did we we made good use out of it you know for free we went down if we needed some more meat for the freezer we went down and shortly after that as well i went and done my dsc1 which was up in carlton moor range with mike dickinson i'm sure some of your listeners will be aware of that range and area it's in derbyshire Fantastic. It's a, a tunnel range for anybody that doesn't know it. Um, yeah. Mike basically built a, a twin tunnel range, so you, you're never affected by the wind. And it's, um, yeah, it's a great place for either developing loads or or, yeah. or, or shooting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was probably about an hour away or just over um, from where I was at the time. And so, yeah, it, it was absolutely perfect. I went up and done the DSC one there and that was that continued on stalking on our sort of land as, as, as normal and that was great because the group that I was in it was three other guys who were sort of all taking on the journey at the same time they were a wee bit ahead of me but really we were going down there you're stalking you know and we're sort of learning off each other and, and, and so on it was excellent it was a great learning opportunity you know and then sort of around the same time one of the guys that uh, I was talking with, he was at a local shooting range and got speaking to one guy who sort of went on to become our mentor. We got a lot of stalking through him. He taught us an awful lot. And yeah, that was 
absolutely fantastic connection and, and opportunity. Um, of course, opportunities like that don't come up for everyone, and we were very lucky to be to be in that position as well. So that was really the next step on. And as this was all happening, really, it was sort of just, you know, I still wanted to stock more. And I think you also mentioned in, in fact, you did mention on one of your previous episodes as well. Like once you do your DSC one, you know, were, were you ready to go out by yourself? And I had the exact same feeling, not really. You know, at, at, at this stage, I hadn't went out by myself. I was still um, going out and stalking with the other guys or the guys that I was going out with initially. Yeah, I think I think that's that's sort of the one of the things I found with the DSC one. It's you're either doing it because you've been stalking for a long time and mm -hmm. you're just ticking the box or yeah. it's your opportunity to get you into deer stalking. Uh -huh. But by the time you finish the course, you're still not 100 percent sure as to quite can I do this on my own or do I still need to go out with somebody exactly exactly and I went out for with people for a long time after it um just because one I enjoyed it I, I quite enjoy getting out stalking with my friends like a lot of people do and yeah it was just building confidence and experience really like like many of us do so and then that was sort of to continue on that was the rest of 2019 which sort of led me on I was sort of getting more deer under a belt so to speak and um, so at that stage I had successfully stocked a munchak and um, in 2019 I went on to Tarot, to Fallow and Sika later in the year where I actually used the Basque scheme at one of the local estates here in Northern Ireland a Barnscourt estate I think I can't remember exactly how much it was now, but I think he paid maybe like £150, just a flat rate. And you went up and the guy took you out and you took your, took your animal and, and that was it. So that was my first Sika. And some of your listeners and indeed yourself might have seen the picture that I shared on my social media, on my Instagram story a couple of days ago. And that was the picture that was my first Sika. Well, at least you, at least you did seek a sort of not as a baptism of fire, one of the hardest stalks straight away, like me. But uh, you'd obviously built up to it with a few other stalks in between. That, uh, yes, it, 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 yeah, it's certainly a a species of deer that's, um, yeah, the ghost of the forest, as they call it. Yeah, and they are now my favourite deer to stalk, and I'm very lucky now that the permission that I have to stalk on has Sika on it. So. They're a fantastic animal, they're a fantastic species, and yeah, I, I really enjoy stalking them. And very often I'll just sit there and watch them. They're, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's certainly something about stalking a, a seeker deer that, uh, yeah, I think I think it's unlike anything else, especially in early morning, mm -hmm. especially during the rut when they're whistling. Um, yeah. That that seems to be the most it's the most eerie time I think in in you're in the forest and and you've got this thing calling out at you it's um yeah it's it's very bizarre yeah absolutely no and I think that's why I like them as well because I enjoy a difficult stalk you know for me I don't get much out of it I'm just sort of getting out of a vehicle walking up to the field where the deer is always in and and, and shooting it for me that's that's not, that's not really for me. I'd prefer, I would rather stalk all day 
on a difficult terrain, difficult conditions, and get nothing than have an easy stock. And I suppose that's probably why I like Sika because, like you say, the, the ghosts of the forest are very, they can be very, very difficult to get into. And yeah, I really enjoy the whole sort of um, field craft aspect behind stalking in general, and especially behind deer stalking. You know, it has to be applied. But I think with Sika, it just needs to be applied that bit more and probably with a wee bit of luck in there as well to come across them. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you that I think with Seeker, it's one of those things that um, you can put everything right. But if you close the car door too loudly for a neck for the next mile, there won't be a deer about. They, they, mm-hmm. They're gone. Um, and and that's the sort of the thing of it. it. It's yeah, you have to use everything and then everything else, you know, again, to the highest level, basically to try mm-hmm. and get on them. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I find, yeah, we obviously find it quite funny when you're out stalking row, you can close a car door quite loudly, you can stomp along the track and they still stand there and look at you and it's like, yeah. well, and that's will... it. Sorry, I got Joe. And yeah, and they'll nearly walk in. In fact, they'll walk in to see what it is. What was that? What was that bang sort of, sort of coming to see what's what's going on? Um, yeah oh fantastic well it, it sounds like quite a quite a journey um mm-hmm. that you, you've gone through there but uh yeah you, you've got a few more a, f- a couple more species then to uh to tick all the boxes yeah so i come on to another one slightly later on now whenever i get into the um sort of how the, the lucky hunter came around um so as it stands i've actually currently just one species remaining which is chinese water deer and uh, hopefully get back over to England, over to the mainland somewhere later this year and and get that ticked off. Oh, fantastic. That'll be good. Mm, certainly. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So uh, go on. What what was the aim um, of the Lucky Hunter for, for sort of setting this business up? Well, it is kind of a business, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So th- the whole sort of thing behind it was going back to whenever I said that, you know, I wanted to stock more and have these experiences more. And of course, we're all very familiar with YouTube and you just go on and you watch these people go on these dream sort of hunting trips, you know, over to like New Zealand and South Africa and America and Norway and so on. And everyone's doing all these fantastic hunts. And even throughout the UK, because we have some fantastic stocking available on our doorstep, of course, you know, but Unless you have your own ground to stock, um, if you're always just going out with a guide, it can become very expensive very fast, especially when you start getting into the deer and if, if you're into metals and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's a lot of money. It certainly is um, to do it regularly. So really what the idea was, I was like, wouldn't it be great um, to be able to stock more? And I was watching Meat Eater one evening as I'm sure you do and a lot of your listeners do. And they were talking about this tag system that they have that, you know, they go into local gun shops or they buy a tag and to do a draw later in the year. And if their sort of tag number comes up off the go hunting, otherwise they wouldn't be able to do that hunt. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the American system, isn't it? You basically can put yeah. yourself in for a bit of a lottery exactly. uh, for, for, for sort of the, the more exotic um deer at the end of the day mm-hmm. exactly that's exactly that and that was sort of like that seems like a pretty that'd be pretty cool you know 
to be able just to go in buy something uh, buy a ticket or a tag at the local gun shop and then later in that year if you get your tag you're going hunting Perfect. that sounds fantastic sort of new to deer stalking myself of course at that stage i looked into it and there was nothing there was nothing sort of like that in the uk because of course it's a lot of all private land really as opposed to america where it's all public land so i had this sort of idea and i think it rang the gambling commission at the time and um, this was probably about 2019 or something so a few years ago and i pretty much told them my idea what i just told you and they're like you know you'll need your licenses you need a gambling license it'll be like x thousands so on and so on I was like, okay, that's not really feasible, really, is it? So, um, sort of fast forward another couple of years, I was busy with working, but I continued on with the stalking. And sort of late 2020, early 2021, I'm sure everyone's familiar with, sort of the start of COVID, um, work started to quiet down slightly. And yeah, I'm back into it. I was sort of watching these. YouTube videos again and whatever else, people going all these stalking and things like that. I was like, you know what? Let's look into this thing again. From then, at the same time, a lot of competition sites across the UK, across the country, were starting to rise as well. In particular, here in Northern Ireland, there was a couple of ones that was coming along and growing very fast. And I was like, I wonder will that concept work? So, done a bit of research into it. Um, and of course, whether well, there was a, a market and when there was a gap in the market within the stocking industry. And yeah, I thought it, was, it would be uh, people would want it and went for it. And in February sort of 2021, I registered the company and made a go for it, really. So so does it not, it doesn't obviously fall under uh, sort of a gambling um uh, criteria then obviously if you've if you've changed if it's just like a business where it's a fair it, it's basically it's a fair shot people are yeah. paying for a ticket you're not you're not going down that route of oh here we go we're actually gambling on this yeah so the way it works is with us and any other of these competition websites you see um the reason you don't need a, a gambling license and such is because there's a question, a skill-based question to answer. And of course we have free entry route available as well for all of our competitions. Um, so, you know, if you didn't want to pay for the ticket, you can, you can enter for free by following the details on our website of how to do that. Um, and all our com all competition sites across the United Kingdom and, and so on follow this. This is what, what to do. In saying that, it doesn't mean we're not regulated. You know, there's a lot of loops to jump through and it's very strict. It's actually quite difficult to get a competition site up and going and uh, because of the amount of loops you have to jump through and uh, legalities and stuff like that it is all still checked through by legal uh, professionals and specialists in that area so it's not it's not just you sitting down and going oh, i'm just going to open a competition site throw up some throw some prizes up there is actually there is somebody doing the legal checks behind it and making sure that everything's fair and just and uh, and working as it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm sure people are people are always interested because obviously they're they're buying a ticket and uh, yeah, it what happens what happens to the money kind of thing. But it, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. some of the some of the prizes you've given away for mm-hmm. yeah buying a ticket for six quid or something like that with the chance to win maybe a, a two or three grand thermal or or a yep. set of sticks or something. It's it yeah, it's a great great opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And just when you go back there to um when you're saying people sort of wonder where the money is and you know like it it is a business we do have uh, fairly large overheads really you know if it was just me putting up these competitions send the money into a paypal you know you wouldn't have to have these uh these these larger margins on top of prizes that people wonder where it go but it, it all goes goes into a uh, overheads really there's a lot of overheads in in the competition industry i was going to say if you if you've got obviously there's there's a legal side behind it and stuff like that yeah there there, there, there always has to be especially with the business advertising and everything you've done but Absolutely. yeah no no wait it, it, so obviously that moves us on to the next bit mm-hmm. which is um how do you how what's the the, the criteria for selecting the prizes at the moment how, how do you how do you come along with that so Selecting the prizes is fairly simple, very fairly straightforward. Really, what the way I sort of do it is sort of if I wanted, if I thought it was just as a good prize, you know, if I thought that was a like a like a good stocking trip to go on, um, or that's a really nice piece of kit, or it's a new piece of kit or equipment, um, whatever, then. I would usually go with that. Um, but what we always try and do is work with high quality professionals, outfitters, businesses. Um, you know, we do do a research into into who we're working with because, you know, I'm sure you know yourself. There's a lot of cowboys, unfortunately, um, within the industry, and you know, we just wouldn't want to give one of our winners a bad experience or a bad product or anything like that. So we do do a lot of work behind the scenes and a lot of research into sort of who we're working with and, and so on. Um, but that's really it. If it's a good stocking trip that I would like to go on myself, I'll probably do it. If it's useful equipment to the, you know, the deer stalkers, of course, and it's market leading equipment. But on top of that as well, we're always, always open to suggestions from customers. You know, if you're like, whatever, there's a new scope out, you should check this out. I think it'd be really, I'd love to see it up as a competition. Or, you know, would you look at wild boar in, in Germany and things like that? You know, we're always open to suggestions. We're here to give you guys a service of being able to, to go hunting and get this equipment for you know, a fraction of the price. If you want to see something, drop us a message, an email, and yeah, I'll I'll do my best to see you can make it, make something of it. Yeah, because I think well, I, I actually met you at the at the stalking show, and we had mm-hmm. a bit of a chat about this. And um, I think there were questions asked, why is it only stalking you're doing at the moment, and not sort of pheasant days and stuff like that? But uh, mm-hmm. can you can you sort of enlighten people as to as to why it was just that route you've gone at the minute? Mm-hmm. Certainly. So really and, and, and truthfully, it's because I don't really know anything about pheasant shooting or bird days or anything like that, nor do I really have much interest in it, to be honest. 
and you know I've never been to a day for me it's stalking I love stalking I love deer stalking I love sort of hunting in the field craft aspect of things um, and on top of that you know there's other competition sites out there that's doing a fantastic job at game days and shotguns and pheasant shootings and, 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 and so on um, but yeah that's that's really it that's really the reason why ah fantastic okay so another sort of question obviously you started this business in lockdown <laughs> How's it? How has it been going? So it's been going very well. Um, so whenever whenever we started in lockdown, of course it was sort of. I think you have to, everyone has to get past that sort of initial hurdle of people not trusting you. Initially, there would be like you know, this this company or this page is interacting, giving away whatever the prizes, and and our first prizes were were good prizes, you know, you know. We had our first prizes were um, a stalking package up in Scotland with South Ayrshire Stalking. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a big package. And we'd done a pair of Leica binoculars as well. So our first prizes were fairly large. And I was going to say they're, they're fairly high value prizes that yeah. you were first putting out. And I think there were a lot of people worried about sort of scam companies exactly popping up during lockdown absolutely absolutely and but once we got our sort of first couple of winners um you know i think that's always helps and i actually met our first ever winner who was aiden he won the stocking trip and i'd met him in south ayrshire as i was traveling up to scotland so i stopped in with him and i was speaking to chris of course as well and aiden who had an absolutely fantastic time, you know, he had, off the top of my head, I think there was two Robux included in the package, and he got two absolutely cracking Robux. One was a gold medal, and the second one was another fantastic head. And, yeah, that was all covered for by us, so it was absolutely fantastic experience for him. And, yeah. Now, now that's sort of a package and a half. Now I think you, you you just mentioned to me well just before we actually went on air that it's the sort of the anniversary of the um, the lucky hunter. So that that was your first prize to give away almost <laughs> twelve months ago. Yeah, and today is actually the day of recording. The 29th of June is our anniversary. This is when we released our first competition, which Aidan won, and twelve months on. This, we actually have another competition up and running with uh, Chris at South Ayrshire Stalking, and it is an all-inclusive um, two-day package stalking Robux during the rut. So 12 months on, we'll come back to the same outfitter, which is South Ayrshire Stalking, fantastic, very professional, and it's it's great stalking up there. So. I was going to say, yeah, obviously, yeah, I saw that came up that you've got a, another competition. So somebody somebody's going to be very lucky well that kind of leads me on to the next question so how does a typical competition run for you guys so from sort of planning to putting up yeah pretty much the the, the, the sort of the we've taken an idea off the back of a fag packet kind of thing and we're going to mm -hmm. put it out there and somebody's actually going to go and do go and win it mm -hmm. yeah certainly so for example you're offering hunting we'll approach you um and you know 
was sort of a an idea in head and in, in my head of, of of what I'd like to do, you know, you know, and I was say to you that you know I'd like to maybe put a package together, you know, two days, two full days stocking, Robux, all inclusive, everything covered, and from that we'll agree on a package, go forward with it, and I'll send you a draft if you're happy with it. Once you're happy with it, we'll put it up as a competition and of course run it as the competition. And it's usually about four or five weeks time, maybe six weeks for some of the bigger competitions that we'll do the draw and that'll be it on the live draw. So whenever you, whenever you purchase a ticket, if you go onto our website now and you purchase the ticket, our system will generate a random number, send you out an email with that number and that's your ticket number. And then whenever we're drawing the winner, we use Google random number generator. So if there's 500 tickets available, we'll go between one and 500. Google generates the random number and that ticket number will be the winner. So fairly, fairly simple of, of workings behind it, really. So you have to, you haven't had to write any specific software or anything like that. It's all, it, it is this an off the shelf package type of thing that people do and it generates the random number or is that something that you've actually created yourselves so initially whenever we were starting out before when i, when I was putting this whole sort of um company together the main and one of the most important things for me whenever I was again planning and putting it together was having a good website you know there's nothing in my opinion worse than going on to a website you know when links aren't working and so on it just doesn't look fresh and up to date it's not doesn't look trustworthy so we went to an agency professional agency and they've put together this entire website um for us so it was all done by them um previously so and yeah because obviously you you've got your social media presence but there is actually a, a proper website behind it as well that i noticed and then now you've got your your sponsored ads appear and things like that so yeah so it's obviously it's obviously growing so you've gone through the competition so that that mm -hmm. kind of leads us on to the next next question then which was your future plans growth etc mm -hmm. where, where where's the lucky hunter going what what's the next sort of <laughs> next next phase so the future plans and growth are really to sort of say really sort of on the same path as we're on in terms of competitions you know we we'll want to keep to stalking you know, sort of deer stalking big game hunting um, and something else it's another passion of mine is fly fishing which we, i think will incorporate into it as well because a lot of our um customers a lot of our followers and stuff are also um into fly fishing as well so that might be another sort of uh, sort of fun thing to do and add into it all but apart from that we looked to go more probably international trips. So really what the Lucky Hunter was started for was to, you know, give people the opportunity to, to go and do these big sort of dream hunts you see on TV and YouTube channels that you might not ever go on, or, you know, you might take two, three, four, five years of saving up to go and do this hunting trip. So that's sort of where we're going that. I would, I would I would really like to um, look at more sort of international trips, whether it is to um, America or Norway or South Africa. New Zealand would be fantastic at some stage. 
but with all that there's a lot more planning and different things involved in it but something we're definitely looking at yeah I was just talking to a, a friend at the weekend actually about trips to New Zealand it's mm-hmm. um it's kind of an untapped uh paradise really I think uh New Zealand's kind of one of those places I think you can still just walk into one of the local like shops buy yourself a hunting permit and uh off mm-hmm. you go there's no there's no real sort of uh stopping you there it's um everything's classified as a pest pretty much so yeah uh, yeah, yeah if I'm assuming you'll you'll get it through a, a guide agency and all the rest of it. So whoever goes there isn't just going to turn up with a have to go and hire a car, get a mm-hmm. rifle, and disappear off into the woods kind of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, one of the main things, really, that we'll, we'll we'll approach with caution is obviously having an extremely good guide and outfit to deal with. You know, it's one thing sending someone in the UK hunting, but to send someone across halfway across the world or the other side of the world hunting and it turns out to be a cowboy that'll be a complete disaster so we'll be sure to do an awful lot of research into who we're dealing with and with that but for me personally that would be a dream hunt of mine is New Zealand you know one of them um we just dropped off in a helicopter and left there for 10 days or whatever and you're just going hunting like that'll be a dream hunt for me and that would be absolutely fantastic if we could get someone on a trip like that it, it sounds like you've actually got to uh, to go and experience it first to uh, to get out there to to see what's going on to find the right guide um probably go and get yourself a mountain tar that you're going to be rock climbing down to and uh, and then and then you can actually put the put the the, the the actual hunt up for uh, somebody else to win but what an opportunity to be able to just mm-hmm. buy a ticket for not not a lot of money and have this chance of uh, as you say an absolute dream hunt hunt of a lifetime well yeah that might be the possibility it might have to happen now but um yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see but all joking aside on it that is sort of where we're going with it and we are looking at sort of international hunt trips and sort of options that we can sort of take on into um this year and the following years I think that's brilliant because at the end of the day that's where people I think some people struggle because obviously you look at some of these outfitter prices mm-hmm. and you want you want to go I don't know let's for example New Zealand you could be looking yeah. at, at a huge bill by the time you've actually gone over to the country you've got all the permits to hunt you take the guide out etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah as you say to be able to offer somebody the opportunity for maybe a 20 quid ticket mm-hmm. that that chance to to go and have a 10 grand trip yeah it's um it's pretty impressive really yeah certainly and that's another reason so for all our hunting trips that we we put together um almost all of them in fact i think probably every one of them and i do this intentionally is to have them all inclusive you know that they don't have to put a hand in their pocket unless they want to you know so we'll cover everything from your fees your accommodation um, and all that stuff your rifle hair if you need it and we usually throw in cash as well to cover sort of any travel costs food you want to buy and what we, what we find as well what often happens is say the winner for your exa- yourself for example if you won one of the hunting trips um, what usually happens is the person goes on these trips has such a good time and they've 
paid nothing really, next to nothing, ten pounds. And they'll take more. They'll be like, yeah, having a great time. I'm happy to take another animal or another couple of animals, or I'll rebook into the same place, the same guide and stuff. Um, which is fantastic. It's 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 great to see and it's great to hear from us because we know that we have sort of chosen correctly as a good guide. Um, hunts have been successful and so much so that they want to return or extend or whatever it may be i think that that's the key uh, yeah i think giving getting that sort of opportunity to go there and not have to pay for it and then you go actually do you know what it is good i will go back and i think mm-hmm. i think i mentioned it in an early podcast for some people it's the nervousness about booking uh, a stalking or a hunting experience mm-hmm. if you're new to it it's like well what am i getting and and to have that opportunity to go well i've paid a tenner for this mm-hmm. yeah do you know what actually i'm willing to go back and i'll pay the guide's price it was a great trip it was a great holiday it, yeah. it, it just opens the door a bit more and then they can go away and tell all their friends and and suddenly yeah there's there's more people go actually it's not that not that scary anymore yeah absolutely and and that's really another aim of ours and sort of goal of ours is sort of for that reason get more people involved like you say you know the initial if you're if you're contacting a guide and you know it's 120 pounds without and then if you shoot something it's something else and whatever else or another point you mentioned in an earlier episode is you know you've paid this money to go out and you know you drew a blank and you're like oh, I've just I've just threw away 100 whatever it was 150 pound 120 pound whatever it may be just to walk around a field essentially yes the experience is there but it can be a bit sort of um can sort of put you off slightly especially um in the early days i think where you haven't had the experience it maybe hasn't clicked with you you know that that's just hunting like and we'll never guarantee that you'll go on one of the hunts that we sort of put together and you'll 100% connect like we can't guarantee that near no other excuse me neither can the guide um so but that's the nature of hunting as you know yourself and your listeners understand as well yeah yeah absolutely that that is hunting down to a t at the end of the day but a, a good guide will always try that extra bit i remember taking yeah. people out for a stalk and we've done the three free stalks basically which was part of the competition win mm-hmm. and we we got we'd seen an animal but we couldn't ever connect with it yeah. and it was it, it only happened on the i was like oh we'll squeeze another one in sunday night kind of thing and and you squeeze that fourth one in because you really want them to get something yes. and you make the connection and everything comes together mm-hmm. and a good guide as you as that's why yeah what you're doing will make sure that that person who is there is going to to get something even if it is saying to them well look you didn't connect on this trip but we've done it before we've we've had guests out and and you end up saying to them we'll come back come back in the future and and we'll take you out again kind of thing yeah yeah absolutely okay so the the big question i think that people would probably want to know (laughs) is uh what's the next big competition you've got coming up so the next big competition coming up, without giving too much away, um, I'm sure you've probably guessed me saying international, international here and international there. We have an international trip 
sort of planned in the pipeline. It was um, to go up for our one year anniversary, but it's not just quite ready to be announced yet or launched. So I'm holding back on it just so we get everything right, everything perfect for it. Um, and that will be announced. So sort of avoiding your question there, but it's international and I think people enjoy it. I would certainly love to do it. And hopefully whenever we put it up, <clears throat> excuse me, that everyone else will, will, will want to do it as well. But it will oh. be, you know, another all-inclusive package. You know, it'll be, you buy a ticket. Tickets might be slightly more expensive than, you know, our general stocking trips that we might do here. It could be in the region between 10 and 15 pounds or 10 to 20 pounds, dependent. But um, I certainly think it'll be worth it, regardless, and whoever the winner is will certainly think so. I was going to say that's a pretty good teaser and I won't try and poke you for any more information. <laughs> I'm sure everybody will love to see what comes up when it uh, when it finally gets announced. So obviously, yeah, keep keep watching the uh, the Lucky Hunter pages, either the website or their their Instagram or Facebook feed, because uh, it sounds as though that's uh, it's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. um, we're certainly very, very excited about the whole thing. So, yeah, keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled. Oh, fantastic. Well, it, it seems as though you've got a, a really good uh, good model that's working. People are obviously liking it. There's there's obviously always, as well as these stalking packages and things like that, there's uh, some pretty impressive gear being uh, being put up in, in the auction sites, whether it be a thermal or a set of uh, Viperflex sticks or uh, a really nice knife and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think that keeps people interested as well, because there's always something for them to, to sort of get uh, for a a very good price if you know what I mean yeah, yeah absolutely and like I said like I sort of touched on earlier you know if it's if it's useful equipment to the sort of the deer stock or the hunter like we, we will we will absolutely do it or absolutely look at it uh, to get you it. and yeah and like I said before if anybody any of your listeners or any any of your customers ever do want to see something as a competition just drop us a message it's no problem at all uh, I'd be happy to hear anything you you look you to would like to see and yeah no problem well I, that's fantastic the probably the best bit you can do is make sure that everybody knows if you want to just uh, tell them where they can find all of this just in case they haven't actually found the lucky hunters website or or instagram feeds um you can plug that plug away now because uh, that's probably going to be helpful to get a few more followers and uh, and people that are interested Mm -hmm, certainly. So, um, yeah, if you want to go over to our website, it's just www.theluckyhunter.co.uk. Um, our Facebook is The Lucky Hunter Competitions and our Instagram page is The Lucky Hunter and then underscore. Um, Fantastic. So I'm sure it'll probably be linked below or um, I'm not sure if you can link it actually on under the information in your podcast, but um I will be I will try and be creative and I'll try and get some links in there and um, if not there will be there will, I'll, I'll put information up to it and we'll, we'll make sure that people know how to get across and uh, and can see what's going on because at the end of the day the opportunities here are, are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely and just one as well I mentioned before he's saying you obviously mentioned about um, equipment and, and, and stocking trips another thing we do as well we all, we give away sort of free things so every so often we have like so far what we've given away like uh, our first free giveaway was a set of spartan precision bipod legs and our most recent one was a stocking experience 
And at the end of that as well, that was like a went out for a mountain, uh, shot a fellow. And at the end of that as well, they got the meat from it or they got a meat box to take home with them. And that was completely free on us. So moving into the future as well, we will look to do more stuff for free, especially for our subscribers. Um, maybe look at putting some people through DSC1 or DSC2 or sort of those relevant courses to the to the industry as well. So. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, that 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 that's absolutely great. That's kind of one of those things that, yeah, you're a business, but you can also give people that little bit of something back. And I think that that obviously keeps people fresh and keeps them following, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll help wherever we can, certainly. Oh, fantastic. Well, um, that kind of ends all my questions. So, yeah, um, it's been really interesting finding out where, where you started and, and, and how it how it came to be and, and how your business has has sort of developed you managed to start a business in the middle of lockdown as well and 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 it's doing well at the end of it with the opportunity for people to go on some absolutely amazing experiences going forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably not the best time to be starting it out but um thank you it's worked well and um thanks very much to all our, all our customers so far and thanks very much to anyone who is going to purchase the ticket as well you know it's much appreciated and we uh, we appreciate the support. Obviously, I met you at the the stalking show. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other shows you're going to be doing or or going to this year? Um, we have we have none in the pipeline. We've not nothing planned um, for doing it. We'll probably do the stalking show again next year and possibly one other show. I would imagine. Um, but yeah, nothing confirmed. But if you do, if you are following our social medias we will keep you posted on that but we really enjoyed the stalking show and we met loads of we obviously met yourself which is fantastic to catch up with you and we met loads of other customers and winners and so on so we enjoyed the stalking show and hopefully we'll get another show in next year as well fantastic well we will uh, we'll probably conclude that podcast here uh, if there's anything, any questions that people want to ask Ashley or anything like that, they can either leave a comment or head on over to his um, his one of his pages and drop him a message. I'm sure he'll be more than willing to to, to answer any questions that people have got. And if not, go out and buy a ticket because by the sounds of it, some of these uh, these next competitions are, are going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'll just reiterate on that. If you ever do have a question about any of the competitions as well just drop us a message it's no problem at all um, i'll happily answer any questions you have that ends another podcast um hopefully people found that interesting uh certainly was well some of the competitions that uh, they run are the prizes are absolutely spectacular and when you consider for as little as a 10 pound note you can have the opportunity to win something that's a few thousand pounds it's certainly worth having a look i'll try and put some links and uh, their handles for instagram and facebook in the comments or in the blurb of this podcast Uh, anyway hopefully we will catch you again uh, with episode six uh, and another guest anyway speak to you soon bye for now